I'm an unpaid intern for Arizona this week. I'll be like, I don't know, coach. I don't think the kid's ready. Who's smashing into me at full speed every play. And so you'll forgive me if I don't pause for a moment and look over my shoulder. By the way, I think that was the first time you've actually used his proper name on this podcast. Jorge. Because whatever he is telling these young men, it's working. And it's it's the most glorious thing on planet Earth. Call me in May. I will be bored to death. That's one of his favorite recurring segments on the podcast, as it is all as it is for all of us. We will have something to tide us over, a little amuse booze, if you will, of of football. Listen, those those of us, the craft single community rejects whatever that was. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint, we are nigh upon two weeks. Less than. Two weeks until the boys in the red and black mm. matriculate up the road to God's country, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, sure. To to play a real life football game, Clinton. It's happening uh, against another opponent besides your teammates. That's what I mean. Yeah, we're not talking about practice. We ain't talking about practice. We're not talking about practice. Allen Iverson uh, would approve of this. He would approve of these games. Of these games. Uh, uh, yeah, no, we got we got Vandy in 13 days, Daniel. Less than two weeks. 13 days. It's, su- it's Sunday night as we're recording this. Yeah. You're, you're not listening to this. It's less than 13 days as, as you're listening to this. But we got football, though, in less than a week. I mean, this Saturday, guys. This Saturday, there's football on. Yeah. Clint, Thursday, we're going to be getting together to give out some likes for the people. Oh, you, oh, I'm sorry. Let's let's recap. You got any week, where there you got is, any week zero locks? <laughs> where there are where there are meaningful football games, Daniel, you can guarantee there's action to be had and points to be get, to be had. Mm-hmm. We will put out some locks. There's overs. On those. There's overs. There's unders. Oh, there, there's lines. Oh, everything. Everything's fair game. Lines, point spreads. I, uh, I, first half. Act like I ain't going to do a deep dive on Hawaii's <laughs> roster. Come on. Oh, tell, please. Tell we got Arizona and Hawaii. You better you best believe no that I will know too deep on Arizona because this is I only got two games this week, guys. Got That's right. two games. That's all I got to worry about. I'm like a, I'm like an assistant coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I just the season, I don't have to worry about the season. I have just been assigned one opponent and I just got to break them down. You know what I'm, I'm an like, unpaid intern for Arizona this week. That's right. That's right. Kevin Sumlin's going to be calling me up, asking me for roster advice. I'm going to be like, I don't know, coach. I don't think the kid's ready. I don't think the, I don't think the kid's ready. I've been watching the I've been watching the tape. Looks a little green. Uh, well, that would mean that would mean Sumlin would have to probably put down the forty to give you a call. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Funny because it's real. 
funny because it's real. Um, yeah, there's real football on this week. Um, we're going to be back giving out some locks. Um, we're also going to finish up our position group ratings uh, yep. later in the week. We got lots. We got lots to get to because um, next week is game week. Clint. Oh my! When we get oh together, when we get together to record this podcast a week from tonight, there's not going to be an off-season podcast anymore. You understand? Nope. It's going to be we game. Laugh. It's going to be game week. We're going to be breaking down a future opponent for the University of Georgia. I assume. At that, I guess at that point we'll be coming off scrimmage number three, Clint. But this. That's right. But to, That's right. tonight we are coming off of scrimmage number two, uh, fall camp. People who people who act like fall camp ends when school starts. I don't know what you're talking about. Fall 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 camp is about two thirds of the way through. Um, we just finished up scrimmage number two. Yep. Clint Kirby addressed the media as he does. It feels like once a fortnight here, um, like just once in once every six to eight weeks. Uh, feels like he addresses the media. But in the meantime, we get to we get to hear the extremely vanilla takes of random football players. Who guess what, guys? Wait, spoiler alert! They mm. think they think all their teammates are very good. Just so you know, like, Did, could you imagine a situation where some kid sits down, like, like and just starts ripping on his teammate for not hustling <laughs> or not knowing the assignments? Like, just first of all. You clearly don't know how to make friends in life if that's what you're doing. Just have no I no idea what camaraderie is. Secondly, they guys, they they're out there playing. Do you think they really know what's happening on the other side right. of the ball as their eyes are over here? We're they, asking offensive they, linemen to talk about the wide receivers. Tell tell us about George Pickens. Well, well, see what I what what I see is the chest of a 370-pound man who's smashing into me at full speed every play. And so you'll forgive me if I don't pause for a moment and look over my shoulder to see what George Pickens is doing on the, on his route. Like, I'm not... By the way, I think that was the first time you've actually used his proper name on this podcast. Jorge. Um, Jorge. Listen... Uh, we're going to get to our thoughts on the scrimmage. We're going to get to our thoughts on uh, this team, where we're at. Um, uh, Before we get into that, before we get into current players on the roster, um, what's Sam Pittman been up to? Is he he just out there coaching ball? Is he just... You know... You know, I think what Sam decided was this would be a great time to to use that PTO he's accured for (laughs) for the year. He said... (laughs) Look, coach, I got I got some paid time off. Uh, overtime was happening, and I've I think I'm gonna take a good four days. I'm gonna treat the misses mm-hmm. to some golf, you know, some Gulf Coast action, maybe on the beach, something like that. Mm. No, no, no. Oh, wait a second. No, wait. No, that's the opposite of Sam Pittman. No, Sam Pittman said, if I'm gonna go down to Louisiana, uh, you can keep the crawfish for yourself. I'm just going to take your best player. Yeah, like from- Sam Pittman, he, he goes into the tourism board of whatever state he comes in, and he says, uh, I want some rankings of you guys. And they go, oh, we're, we're number three in commerce, and we mm-hmm. export. He's like, no, 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 not those kind of rankings. I want your best high school football player, uh, high school football player 
at this position. Can you name him? Good. He's going to come play for Georgia. I'll take him now. Yeah. Uh, Sam Pittman went down to Louisiana, and uh, Cedric Van Pran, he uh, committed over the weekend Cedric Van Cedric Van Pran, is that the Russian ballet dancer? Cedric Van Pran? No, I think that's... Isn't that the uh, artist who cut off his ear? Isn't that the guy that lopped off his... No. 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 Wait, neither of those. No, No, he is just a giant man that is in the center of the offensive line and loves to maul other said grown men. I'm confused. Uh, Four star. I'm confused, Clint. Um, last year, uh huh. Did we get the number one center in all of high school football? Did he? Did he commit Wait to the G? Let me. Is it? Let me. Let me. Uh, let me hearken back again. Uh huh. Twenty four seven. Yeah. Cool. No. I. I think if you were just to say, did we get the number one recruit of offensive linemen? I mm-hmm. think the answer is yes. Clay Webb, last year, uh-huh. number one center in the country. Do you remember what state he was from? Let me think. He was Probably some northern state, right? Like a Yankee state? Great state of Alabama. He was from the oh. great state of Alabama where they don't yep. play college football. So he didn't have any <laughs> options there. No. Um, uh, two years ago, Clint. Yeah. Did we get the number one center in all of high school football? I believe his name is Jamari Sawyer. Like, did oh, yeah. He, did he end, up, he end up signing on the dotted line with the program? He, he uh-huh. was, he was uh-huh. from the great state of Georgia. Uh, and now you're telling me that we went down to Louisiana. And we yep. said, you have the number one center in high school football. Okay, we'll take you too. Now, quick follow-up to that, Clint. Next year, are any of those three men expected to be the starting center at Georgia? Just, I, how does, I, I need to be... What Sam is, Pittman what is needs life? to tell me. Understand. He needs to talk to me about what I can do tomorrow that's going to better myself. Because whatever he is telling these young men, it's working. And it's it's the most glorious thing on planet Earth. It's working. Uh, just a, just a, a, a silliness of riches is what we have here at the offensive line. But welcome to the family, Cedric Van Pran. You got him. Um, excited to learn all about you, but right now I'm busy. Right now, <laughs> no, I'm thrilled. Next year, call me in February. We'll <laughs> yep, call me in February. I will be free. Okay, I will. Well, pending Anthony Edwards, pending Anthony Edwards situation, so I'll be I'll be tentatively well, free. Daniel won't be free because Ant Man gonna go off. So just, just go ahead. Right. Let's do May. How about call May? Call me in May. I will be bored to death. Listen, Cedric, you and me in May, we're going to go, I'm going to watch all the tape. I'm going to get on the YouTube machines, and I'm going to see all the video right now. Just just happy you're here. Um, Clint, let's talk, about some, let's talk about some thoughts from the scrimmage. Um, Kirby came out. He kind of gave his usual, usual type Kirby presser. Any, he did. Anything stand out to you? I know I have a couple questions for you. I think you got a couple things maybe you want to talk about, but anything anything stand out to you from from what Kirby said, from what you've read, from what you've heard about the second scrimmage? Uh, here's the thing that is uh, very enlightening to me was was not one specific thing Kirby said, but the overall tone drastically changed. That was evident and clear. Something about that uh, t-shirt, more more blood getting to Kirby's head or something? Like he's I don't know, man. He, he took the visor off, the t-shirt was nice and loose. I just he was all of a sudden looked like he was 
just come from a leisurely trip to the movies or something? Like he just no, he was he was painting the back room in his house he and he just free said, man, yeah. Uh, no, I think just the general tone. He was clearly pleased with um, the productivity, with the change. I don't know if the guys responded well or if there was just better enthusiasm all the way around uh, to his previous comments. But it was clear as day that Kirby was very high on this scrimmage and thought this scrimmage was more indicative of what we have. Now, we don't, I mean, the, the bad thing for us is we don't have a way to gauge that. Like, Kirby could say that, and, and we have no eyes on what happened. No. Um, there is no ET footage of Jorge Pickens grabbing another ball out of the air that we have to CSI. You know, we don't, we don't have these yeah. sorts of things happening. Um, but what I do know is this, and this is the leader of the program knows where we ought be. Yeah, he does. I think, I think we can agree on that. We can all agree on that. And he is currently happy with the circumstance and the situation surrounding the current guys, the, the state of where we're at heading into week one or week zero and then week one. Uh, so that was the, just, just really quick. He's happy. I'm happy. Is the simplest way I could put it. See, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that last sentiment. It makes me uncomfortable. Kirby being happy. Well, I don't know, like, well, if I want Kirby, because in my mind, different. if Kirby's happy and he's talking guys up, then Kirby. We've said this before. Kirby's always working an angle, right? Always. Kirby is never just talking to hear himself talk. Okay, when he opens his mouth, he's trying to do something. He's trying to achieve something. Okay, and so when he opens his mouth to say, you know, like such and such about a kid, he's trying to motivate that kid, you know. So in my mind, you you have sort of a, a rule of opposites with Kirby. That when Kirby is pissed, then things are going really well. And he's he, he fears complacency, but when Kirby's optimistic, in my mind, things are not going as well, and he's trying to boost ego and self-esteem. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, see, I I I hear that, I hear that. But of the times Kirby has been encouraging before, because his mo is is not, you know, uh, I hate you, but it's usually salty. Okay. Uh, when he does give out praise, it is usually dead on the money. He will mm-hmm. say, "He will say, hey, here are the things, here are the guys that have been performing. And sure enough, next week they go out and they ball out. Or, hey, we, this guy's really been giving good looks. And sure enough, he gets the start the, the following week. So, and, he, and he performs well. Best, so best when example, Kirby says. Best example of what you're saying, and, I, and I, I, I do tend to agree with you. Best example of what you're saying is preseason 2017 Kirby and you and I said that this was a motivational tactic yeah to light a fire under Jacob Eason but Kirby came out and he couldn't and he just couldn't stop himself from talking about this kid Jake Fromm and how he got off the bus and he started texting wide receivers and he started going throwing you know throwing seven on sevens and how he was always in the film room and how he was learning the playbook and how this and this and this and and everyone was kind of saying, well, this is just what Kirby does. You know, he's going to talk right. up Jake Fromm because everyone is, you know, excited about Jacob Eason, and so he's going to talk up Jake Fromm to kind of motivate Jacob Eason. Well, maybe he was doing that. Like maybe he was trying to motivate Jacob Eason because 
Jacob Eason was clearly the starter going into the year. Uh, but turns out he actually had some he actually had some positive things to th- say about this Jake Fromm kid. Uh, yep. And so, so maybe your point is well taken. Uh, Kirby did seem pretty pleased, pretty optimistic. Um, you know, almost like he was throwing out headlines at the beginning of the press conference, like talking about explosive he was, plays. Uh-huh. The office. How many times have you scrolled through the Twitter account and seen Havoc and Explosive? If you just did a hashtag search on those two things, Havoc and Explosive, UGA comes up on every single one of them. I got to tell you, Clint, I don't know. And this is sort of my feeling about scrimmages in general. Everything good that happens in a scrimmage, everything good that happens in a scrimmage is also bad. This is our team we're talking about. Every yeah. explosive play, friends, is your defense yep. giving up an explosive play. <laughs> you realize that's your secondary. The people that you are depending on to not let whoever, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Florida, wide receivers, run wide open down the field. Those those guys. Uh-huh. Them's the ones that are getting torched for explosive plays. And so... Let's all throw a parade for Jorge Pickens. But if if Jorge Pickens is just cruising by uh, Stokes and Tyson Campbell, uh, we, we got some problems, friends. Like we're do we are, are we going to face some guys that got some receivers that can burn? Listen, uh, so this is my that's just kind of my feeling about scrimmages in general. Yeah. So, so to me, I don't look for trends. I don't. I don't care about stats in scrimmages. I no, don't care no. about, you know, I don't care about like things like explosive plays or, or whatever. What I what I listen for is names. That's what I take out of scrimmages is names of this kid made some plays. This kid stood out. This kid flashed. Because those are the, those are the things I feel like you gain as a fan that you gain insight into your team, and that's really all we're all looking for is insight into this team. Uh, let, so me what, you, what, let me tell let me tell let me tell you a couple names. Let me tell you a couple names I heard, Clint. Uh, and you just tell me are we going to see are we going to see Kenny McIntosh? Whoa. Where'd that come from, by the way? Just, just all of a sudden, him blowing up Kenny's inbox with, uh, with, with mail from people, <laughs> fan mail. Uh, listen, listen to me, Clint. Conspiracy theory number one. Okay, are you? Are you... <laughs> the season hasn't started. Conspiracy theory in full swing. Are, are you ready for it? Are you ready? Give for it to it? me. Kirby listens to the Talking Dogs podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kirby. Kirby, probably Mary Beth too. They probably listen to it like you know in the evenings when they're just relaxing at home. They listen. Kirby and Mary Beth just hanging out on the couch, listen to the Talking Dogs podcast. Listen, Kirby really gets a kick. He really gets a giggle. Okay, out of out of feeding us. He's wearing his T-shirt, sitting there on yeah. the couch. <laughs> okay, and Kirby really gets he really gets his giggles. When the formal apology music gets queued up, you know, you know what I'm saying? 
That's one of his favorite recurring segments on the podcast, as it is all as it is for all of us. It's, uh, well, some of us who have to use the apology music don't really like it. But and, yes, and and Kirby heard last week. He heard you give, he, you pledge your undying support to not one, not two, not three, but four University of Georgia running backs. <laughs> I did. I said, here are the four. They're going to light up the said, earth. And Kirby's the, like, I am the number one fan of four University of Georgia. Thinking to yourself, well, I've covered all my bases. And Kirby. Got them all. And Kirby came out and said, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> no, no. No, no. He said, get that music queued up. Because <laughs> because Kenny Kenny's coming in in garbage time against Vandy. He's, yeah, exactly. Against Murray State, who's leading the team in rushes? Kenny yeah. McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh. That's my that's my theory on Kenny McIntosh. Uh, I love that theory. Uh, um, Daniel, another name that I, I want to go back because you made you made light of my analogy of uh, James being James Cook being a ghost on skates. Uh, King Boo. I was trying to say King, King Boo. Boo. That's what I'm going to call him for the entire season. By the way, King Boo. Uh, gosh, I hope that sticks. King you guys Boo. need to right now just Twitter followers. Every time you talk about James Cook, hashtag King Boo and see if it catches. Okay. Um, and and sure enough, what did uh, what did defense UGA defense talk about James Cook? They said can't put a hand on him. That's right. Can't J.R. Reed, I believe it him. was. It was J.R. Reed. And um, do we do we think do we tend to think J.R. Reed knows a thing or two about playing football? Don't we tell do. don't tell don't tell Trevor Woodworth this, but I think Jerry's our best tackling safety. So don't really don't cute. tell him that. But yes, he is our best tackling safety. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the second Daniel, the other thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know if you caught this in Kirby's presser, and he's done this a couple other times. Uh, he he's talking about use of technology a lot on the field, and mm-hmm. I want he, he talks about miles per hour and tracking guys Kirby on the loves, field. He loves that GPS helmet, man. Like Man, does he ever love that GPS? Gosh, I, and I'm trying to make sense. Is this Kirby trying to let the world know that UGA is is on with the technological advancements of football? Is it him saying that? So that's option one. Option two, Christ. it's Kirby just geeking out and him not really caring what the world thinks. It's just legitimately he loves the details of it's not, these. It's not that things. That's not okay. It. I, I don't. Kirby. I didn't think so either. Kirby's got better things to do than geek out. He's got better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, option three. Okay. Uh, Kirby is trying to to publicize the speed that Georgia has because if it's true that somebody was running 21 miles per hour last week and this week they're down 19, uh, that's Todd Gurley-esque speed we're talking. Okay. That's that's not a joke. That's, no. Well, that's real joke. speed. But I I fully believe that they're those guys on this team. Um, now it's not, you know, when he talks about that, he's not talking about David Marshall, you know, or no. or Monty no. Rice, you know, when he talks about that. But he's, but I I do believe that there are those guys on this team. Uh, honestly, I think it's just Kirby. Kirby just regurgitating like I think he just gets fed all this information and he just processes it and then like that's just what comes out like he doesn't even understand it really 
And so he just has to basically repeat to you what people have said to him. Uh, but but he's so detail-oriented that he wants every advantage and every piece of information that he can possibly get his hands on. But, yeah, I've felt many times like, is he getting paid for these references? Like, is it? he should be mentioning yes. the, the name of the company that makes these things. And, like, if this is a sponsorship situation, because uh, he talks about it. He talks about it that much. Uh, Clint, next week or or later in the week, we're uh, I think think gonna fi- we're gonna finish out our our um, position group ratings. Yeah, one of the positions that we have not talked about yet is the safety position group. Uh huh. Clint, I have a question for you in regards to the safety position group, and I'm almost. I'm almost afraid to ask, but but knowledge is power, Clint. I need so I need to know. Just because, so you guys know, every single time Daniel asks me a question about our safeties, it's a troll job. Just so we're fully aware, it's not a troll job. Okay, I just need I need to know because I need to mentally prepare myself. It's a very straightforward question, Clint. Okay, who's gonna play more snaps this year, Otis Reese or Lewis Seen? Because I'm starting to think that it might be the freshman. It's it's Lewis scene, and I'm sorry to say that, Daniel. I think I think Otis is gonna move around a little bit. I here's the feeling I get. I get the feeling that Otis is a player and he's a he's a ball hawk, he's a big hitter, but they don't know quite where to put him yet. I think Lewis Seen comes in and fits more more of a of what they're looking for. They know what they got with Lewis Seen. I think they're still trying to figure out exactly what they have in Otis Reese. And so I I think so. Sad but true. It's going to be Lewis. Gosh, I really want Otis on the on the field, but Kirby, the way Kirby talks about Lewis scene, he sounds like the kind of guy that like like DeAndre Swift as a freshman. You know where it's like, yeah. We got friggin' Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle out here, guys, but but there's this kid and we think we have to play him. Like we think he's so good that we're not really sure what to do with him, but we think it we think it's gonna involve him playing a lot of football. That's what it seems like. Like we've got these guys, their names are they're J.R. Reed and Richard LeCount, and like they're here and they're like entrenched as the starters and like they're not going anywhere, but but then there's this other kid and like the way Kirby's talking, it's like this kid's gotta be on the field. It's, it'll be fascinating to to watch. I really do think Otis, Otis and Lewis, the buddy cop movie that is <laughs> coming to a UGA secondary near it's, you. It's waiting to be written. Otis and Lewis uh, is going to be an epic tandem, but I do think J.R. Reed's going to need to leave, and Lewis is going to need to, or Otis is going to need to show the coaches some more. But I, I do still have faith in him. I'm not lost faith in my guy because there's still a clear path for him. Oh, yeah. On to the field next year uh, when J.R. Reed is gone. But um, but for this year, yeah, I think I might agree with you. I think I think this kid, Lewis Seen, that's the other name that really stuck out to me in the press conference. Yep. Seems that way. Um, uh, Clint, what else you got? You got anything else? Uh, nothing else from the presser. I, I think... Um, 
I think we are, it's clear as day from the articles I've read that your conspiracy theory on uh, Mary Beth and Coach Smart listening mm-hmm. to the podcast uh, is not the most ridiculous reach people have written about or talked about this week. I think it's just indicative. We are all dying We're for dead. football to be played. Because dead, if I yes. hear one more one more article about win with win and and the message Kirby was trying to do through a t-shirt on there, I mean, he's just comfortable, guys. But but literally the the people speaking about what's written on his t-shirts. Like guys, this isn't this isn't Tennessee 2 years ago, okay? We're we're not looking for signs and wonders in weird spider webs from our head coach. Okay, like we're, we're uh, good. The amount of of college football that I have consumed via podcast, via articles, via message boards, via magazines, the amount of information that I've taken in, I feel like I need an outlet so badly. Yeah, like I'm just we're dying here. We're dying. Uh, for some We're so football. dying. I, I watched, I rewatched for the third time this week the Georgia-Florida game from last year. I texted mm-hmm. Daniel, hey, watching, watching the cocktail party again, and went on Twitter. And sure enough, not only was I watching the cocktail party on SEC Network, but every single follower we have was watching the cocktail party on SEC Network again. It's... We're all in this together, and we're all dying for real football. We're all dying. Speaking of dying for real football, um... Clint, uh, not not looking to. I'm not sure if you're like a like a franchise quarterback in the NFL that doesn't like to give out his location uh, very often. But in a couple weekends, Labor Day weekends, I believe you're going to be joining me down here in in the Music City. Is that Hello. is that accurate? Uh, is that- it is very accurate. Uh, fam and I are gonna gonna hop into the van. We're heading to Nashville. Uh, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be in in the Music City, and not only are we gonna be in the Music City, Daniel, we're gonna be what, doing something very special in the Music el- City. What else is there to do in the Music City that weekend? But well, I, there's there's Crackle Bear all over the place where, <laughs> where I'm at. So I, I've been that, I've done that. Okay, I got breakfast all day. That's fine. Yeah, uh, don't need to see any tours of backstage, any opera house. Uh, but I would like to see what Vanderbilt Stadium is like. That'd be fun. You know what it's like? It's full of red and black, Clint. That's what it's like. Yes. And that's what I hope. It's um it's gonna be a massacre. It's gonna be a massacre yeah. out there. Yeah, what's uh, what's red and black and filled with blood of Commodores. That's, um Yeah, no, we'll be down there and uh we're actually heading to the game. We'll tickets be in, in the hand. stadium. Yep. Tickets in hand, taking the boys out to the game. So uh yeah, I don't know what our plans are in terms of in terms of the podcast that weekend, but I'm sure we'll be doing some some live recording, I'm sure. Oh, oh, there'll be live recording. I'm almost positive that the most popular segment on our podcast to date, and the thing that all of you have been missing, will be Asher's take on mm. games and will his be, previews. You hadn't heard Asher in the stadium yet, though. Oh, just yelling, oh. just yelling at the Commodore fans sitting next to us in our in our section. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely be getting we'll be getting some audio. From the stadium, uh, hopefully, I know a lot of you guys are going to be making the trip up to Nashville. Should be a good time, and it's and it's it's less than two weeks away, Clint. Like it's here. Like My we're, goodness, it's as if we have a bye this Saturday. You understand that? Yep. 
this is an abnormal amount of time that during the season we will have to wait for a Georgia football game. Like this two, is, two times. Two times. Yeah. There'll be a bye. But but yes, we, we will have this is a we will have something to tide us over, a little amuse booze, if you will, of, of football. I don't that, I don't I don't know what you're I don't know what that you listen, those those of us the craft single community rejects whatever that was we don't want it on our podcast we're not we're not you take your you take your gruyere that you put on your hamburger and uh you just you take it elsewhere sir that you put on your lettuce wrap hamburger hey look daniel Uh, somebody's got to somebody's got to bring you class because i know you're you're void of it this ain't it this ain't it sir this is not what we're trying to be um, uh, we will be back, however, later in the week, as I said earlier. Uh, what position groups do we have left on this uh, thing? We have, um, we have outside backer, tight end, kicker, punter, wide receiver. It's going to be, it's going to be a full, it's going to be a full docket. Oh yeah. Clint. So we will be back, uh, later in the week to give you those thoughts. We will also be back with our locks. Locks from Florida, Miami, and Hello. Hawaii, Hawaii, Arizona. Because um, there's football Gosh. on Saturday, guys. The lock segment, Daniel. I just, I, 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 you know, truth be told, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little, I'm a little rusty with locks. Buyer beware. Buyer beware. Uh, Week zero may. I mean, we only have two games, so that's yeah. great. I can't screw up too bad. I no hole I mean, that you can dig yourself into, but. Yeah, what? That's not going to stop us from from no. throwing them out there. Listen, this <laughs> from being bold and confident in our locks. Absolutely not. I don't. Th- I don't think there's any question about it. Though. And I say there's only two games, but we're going to find five bets to make on those two games. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So maybe some money line. Put the, throw some money line in on a dog in there. A little parlay on that somewhere. Just, absolutely. Put your hands together. Absolutely. Um, listen, that money's not going to bet itself, guys. You got yep. to get after it. Uh, all right. Well, we will be back later in the week with that. Until then, try to stay sane. Try to get something productive done this week. Football's coming. Hang in there. You can yep. do it. See, see you guys then. All right.